listening to Fox Sports Radio. This is your best bet of the week. We're doing it early. Yeah, 49ers plus three against the Rams. I am on the Niners. Huge situational edge for the Niners. Third straight road game for the Niners. And look at the Rams. Right, third straight road game third for... Third straight home game oh, for okay. the Niners. The Rams, it's their second straight road game, but also it's their fourth road game, the Rams, in the past five weeks, including three trips to the East Coast. So I get a Rams team that has tons of frequent flyer miles on them against a Niners team that's been home for three weeks. Huge edge 49ers. I like this pick. Two other reasons. One, Shanahan's had an edge over McVay, both as a head coach, but even more so... Let's say beyond that, as coordinators, it's just known inside of coaching, Shanahan has McVay's number to some degree. And additionally, the line move. If you had bet this game last week, so the only thing that's happened since then is the one game from each team. If you had bet it last week, 49ers were favored by three. Now the 49ers are getting three? Yes. Are you getting three or three and a half? I'm getting three. So there's been a six point move off of what? Rams, fine. They look no problem. Real good game against yeah, Washington. Real good sure. game against Washington, against Alex <laughs> Smith. But then on the other hand, you had the 49ers look about as bad as any team can look. How much should that change things? A point, point and a half? That's it. Not six points. And what was the cause? Of the 49ers' problems, Jimmy G played worse than he's probably ever played. He was injured before. Do we believe Jimmy G became not just an average quarterback, but one of the worst in the league? No. He was injured. I think with another week, if he's expected to play, which he is, you you don't think Shanahan puts him out there in the same physical limited or limiting state. So if he gets better, the big problem from the last game goes away in theory. So you've adjusted for it, but it might not be the case anymore. If if we knew Jimmy G was that hobbled, I would want no piece of this. Yes. But either would Shanahan. So I think Shanahan putting him on the field presupposes whatever limitations he had physically, they've gotten a lot better. Would you agree with that? Yes, and I really think Jimmy G got rushed back last week and came back one week too early. Well, that's what you're hoping at least. Yes. (laughs) Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We will begin our preview of every single game in the NFL Vegas style. This is our most popular segment of the week. Every Friday, a little before 25 after the hour, we start and we don't stop till we're done. Fez already gave you his best bet which is San Fran plus three at home. Three and a half earlier this week, Fed, taking the worst of it, huh? I am. Feeling okay about that? I'm fine. All right, RJ, so let's get it started. And we start in Carolina. We're right now on pregame.com. The Panthers are a pick hosting the Bears. Yeah, the Bears have played the following quarterbacks. Matthew Stafford, Daniel Jones, Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers, and Tom Brady. Think about that. Stafford, good. Jones, no. Matt Ryan, still good, though not a great season. Phillip Rivers, older, at least average at this point. Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. It's a pretty good lineup, right? The Bears have forced that lineup to have the second worst passer rating of all defenses are able to generate. So the Bears effectively are the second best pass defense 
against those really good, on average, I'd say, across the board quarterbacks. Everyone's thinking about, oh, how good is this starting quarterback or that starting quarterback? No, no, no. The Bears' D is playing really well, and that's driving their success. And the conversation's more about Nick Foles, and that's a mistake. And by the way, Carolina obviously doing better than people think or thought they would. But Carolina's been doing it with Bridgewater. It hasn't really been the running. I think the Bears do well against this offense. Eileen Bears. We keep it in the south, and we go to Jacksonville, where right now the Lions are three-and-a-half-point favorites at the Jags. Now, listen, the Jags have sucked me in a couple of times this year. It has not been pretty. They have the worst defense. Jacksonville has the worst defense by DVOA in the entire NFL. Okay, someone's got to be worse, right? Okay. Here's the amazing thing. In the red zone, that's where three points or seven points is decided. And it is so important. So important. They have the 10th best defense, Jacksonville. So whenever you see a big difference, either pro or con, between the red zone D and the full game D, assume the full game D is correct. It's just the red zone D has less sample. Right, So as time passes, it's going to move towards the bigger sample size. It's like if you are shooting basketball seven days a week at seven different courts and you shoot 50% on free throws, but there's just one court you're shooting 70% on, odds are you just are getting lucky doing that small. Now, there might be something about the rim or something, but it's not the case. The red zone is not easier to play D. So Jacksonville literally has the worst defense. And they're probably looking better than they actually are, which is scary. And I'm on Detroit minus three in Uh, this game. Were you on Detroit before I gave you that? You've got my list there. Yeah, and this is actually my weakest pick. It's about strength. This is number seven. This is number seven. It's about strength of schedule here. Both teams only have one win, but Detroit has played the second hardest schedule in the NFL. Dan Quinn is out in Atlanta, but the Falcons are in Minnesota taking on the Vikings. Right now, the Vikings a four-point favorite on pregame.com. The question everyone's been asking is, what's the reaction to a coach being fired? They saw with Houston, and they said, oh, they must have picked the team up. It must be a good thing. But if you look over the last 11 or 12 occurrences, it's been a bad thing. Like the last 11, I think, are 3-8 and eight against the spread, counting the Houston win. But then if you look before that, it was really good against the spread. Fez, you used to talk about that. <laughs> so what do, you, what do we think? You add it up over a decade, it's about even. So I think there's no way to play it, either pro or con. But I'll tell you this, what you should play is Zimmer off a loss. The Minnesota coach off a loss in his career, 30 winners, 10 losers against the spread. 30 and 10. I'm going to do some quick math. That's 75%. Lean Minnesota. RJ, the Titans, fresh off their Tuesday win over the Buffalo Bills, are three-and-a-half-point favorites hosting the Texans. I've never seen a sneakier bad spot. I mean, a horrible spot that Tennessee – I guess Tennessee benefited from that horrible spot – against Buffalo. So everyone was questioning Tennessee. They said, wait a minute, this team's undefeated, 3-0, but they haven't covered one, sp- one spread. It was like, oh my gosh. In fact, they were the first team, Tennessee, in history to win the first three games straight up, but lose the first three against the spread. So everyone was skeptical. Then they dominate in front of the world. Henry with that great stiff arm. Yay, Titans. Oh, they made the championship game, didn't they, last year? 
that was the reaction. But think about this. As much as Tennessee had a disadvantage, COVID, delays, lack of practice, think about Buffalo. Saturday, Sunday, even into Monday, they knew there was two possibilities of their next game. They didn't know who they were going to play. Literally, it could have been Tuesday, like it ended up being, Buffalo at Tennessee. Or if Tennessee would have had another positive, they would have canceled that game. And Buffalo was going to play on Thursday against Kansas City. There's never been a time in NFL history that within three days you're going to play either this team or that team. How do you get ready for it? I don't think you can. And to me, that is a massive disadvantage for Buffalo, which what does that do? That makes Tennessee look a lot better than they really were. And I'm on Houston plus the three and oh a half. Oh my gosh! Just <laughs> go ahead. It's about Cooks and Fuller. Houston has two good it's wide about receivers. Who? Bup and buh. Cooks and Fuller, the two okay. good wide receivers for Houston. Neither one has missed a game. Both have been banged up all year long. Last week. Both guys got targeted 20 times. That was way more targets than they've been targeted all year long. With Cooks and Fuller in there, Houston's a better team when they're both 100%. What's the second guy's name? Fuller. Will Fuller. Is he saying that? How would you say that name, Jonas? Will Fuller. Yeah, Fuller, not Fuller. Why do you say it like that? (laughs) I thought I did say that. (laughs) I mean, it's so funny. Is that why you say those words really fast so you don't have to enunciate? (laughs) Let me ask you a question, though. Why would they stay healthy if they've never stayed healthy any other game but one? Because they've both been dealing with these. Yeah, that's what they, they've been dealing with those injuries for their whole careers, right? Pretty much. Yeah, but. So why would they be healthy now all of a sudden? They were healthy last week and they both look good. And history tells us what? How long do they Eventually stay they'll get hurt. Eventually they're... or pretty much every game. So his handicap is a t- a two players that rarely ever stay healthy in their careers stayed healthy for one game, <laughs> and Fuller was one of them. And somehow that means they're going to stay healthy this game. Yes. Hmm. I see why we're winning this bet, Jonas. <laughs> we continue on our Vegas-style preview of every game in the NFL, and we go to the Giants hosting Washington. We're right now on pregame.com. New York is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. You know I'm not a conspiracy theorist, Jonas, but I've got conspiracy theories on my mind right now. What is Washington's intention? Are they trying to win? Or is there something more important to the Washington football team than winning? You might say, RJ, you don't sound like, that doesn't sound like you, a skeptic, all cynical, Jonah style. Well, here's my point. Who in America thought that Alex Smith gave Washington a better chance to win that game than admittingly now with reports Kyle Allen was ready to come back in. The doctor had cleared him. Not to mention the fact that Haskins wasn't even dressed. You can you can dress three quarterbacks. I mean, Flipper Allen has little hands. He's going to get hurt a decent amount. He's been hurt almost, again, like Fuller even. He gets hurt every third game. And then you have Alex Smith, who hasn't stepped on the field for two years. It's amazing. He's walking without a limp. Let's give the guy credit. But why did Washington leave in Alex Smith, who was 0 for 17 in success rate? They have a concept, success rate. He was 0 and 17 on his plays. Think about that. Not one play that was successful. You only need four and a half yards on one play in the first down to be successful. 
You just got to make one first down to be successful. You know what? In those 17 plays, the net yards for Washington was minus 24. That's not success. But still, they said, Kyle Allen, you keep on the bench. We want Alex Smith out here. Haskins is out the door, it seems like. I'm suspicious about Washington's will to win. And I am on Washington plus three, and they better be trying hard. These two teams rated equally. This is all about home field advantage. The Giants are being given three. I think that's too much. I'm on Washington plus three. They're not being given three. They're saying that the Giants are much better than a Washington team that people don't think is trying to win. By the way, what was the Giants' yards per uh, attempt on offense last game? You got it in front of I you? don't have it in front of me. What's the NFL average? 5.7 this year. How's three and a half? Oof. Think about this. This was the game the Giants were supposed to, their offense woke up. It's like three and a half yards of play. They just got lucky with some turnovers. Giants just as bad as ever. Even the Cowboys could shut them down. You want to pull that pick back? No. All right. To the AFC North we go where the Browns are at the Steelers. Pittsburgh, a three and a half point favorite. To me... Baker Mayfield is one of the stories of the year. And you could say it's a redemption story. Look at this record. Okay, maybe for the Browns. I think, in fact, yes, for the Browns. Mayfield's had a below average year. Not worse than last year. He's just been put in better, or not better even than last year. He's just been put in better situations. Well, you know what Pittsburgh does, don't you? They put pressure on you. That's one thing you can know for sure. Steelers this year are putting pressure on you. Well, how's Mayfield do against pressure? 38th in the NFL yards per pass attempt under pressure. Less than four yards a pass attempt. As average in the NFL of all passes, seven and a half. It's tougher under pressure. He's literally, there's only 32 teams. He's number 38. Oh, by the way, Steelers, number one in the NFL putting pressure on you. What do you think of that? And now Baker has a rib issue, so he may not even be 100%. And that means he might not finish the game. The Ravens are nine-point favorites at the Eagles. Baltimore's been amazing with their blowing out bad teams. The dozen games that weren't playoff games, the regular season games, before the Kansas City game, they had won against the spread. ATS margin, they call it, by over 15 points. It's amazing. The next best team, the second best team in the NFL during that span, five points. So triple as much, literally, Baltimore. Now, what's happened since? What's happened since is they got crushed by KC, but okay, they have trouble with KC. Then they pushed against Washington right in that range, and then and then they beat the Bengals really bad. So you could make a big point, oh, they're back. Okay, it's a... The problem is Lamar Jackson running the ball. If you actually look at it, he is ranked right now by Football Outsiders as the 29th best running quarterback in the NFL this season. The best running quarterback is now the 29th running quarterback. By the way, lowest number of attempts in his career last week against the Bengals, only two rushing attempts. There's something wrong with Lamar. He's not nearly as effective. effective. Be careful thinking it's the same Baltimore offense. And I'm on Philly, and the numbers here, Lamar averaged 12 rushes per game last year, 10 this year before the injury, and with only two, I agree, something's wrong with Lamar. The Bengals are at the Colts, Indianapolis, a a 9.5-point favorite on pregame.com. 
Now let's think what the likely outcome of this game is down the stretch. You have a big dog, so the theory is the favorite's going to be winning. Can they run the ball? Can Indy run the ball? Well, Cincy yields 5.3 yards per attempt, and they're banged up on the D-line. That's about as bad as defense gets against the run, so the coach should be able to run the ball. Well, how will the dog do throwing from behind? Well, when you know you're going to pass the other team, you better be able to protect. Well, since he gave up seven sacks last week to Baltimore, 15 QB hits, it feels like there's value, but I'm worried that this doesn't set up well for Cincy. They can't stop the run. They can't protect their passer thrown from behind. And I'm on the Bengals in this game, and this is my number six pick, and it's all about Phillip Rivers, who I think is very overrated, and I just don't see Indy getting margin in this game. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. So, RJ, we have three games left to preview in the NFL this coming Sunday, plus a crossfire, a rare crossfire between you and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, we're going to do the crossfire. I think we do this, Jonas. Let's do the Jets, Miami, then Denver, New England, and then Green Bay, Tampa is the crossfire. All right, so let's get it started. Let's go to Miami, where the Dolphins, nine-point-plus nine underdogs a week ago, find themselves in the complete opposite role, a nine-and-a-half-point favorite hosting the Jets. How bad are the Jets that Miami <laughs> is laying almost double digits? woo fa. I'll tell you this, and this is important to remember. The Jets, everyone's talking about Sam Darnold and Casper and all that. If you look at their shortfall this year, meaning how much have they fallen short of expectation and said, well, how much of the fault's offense on the Jets and how much is defense? Over 70% of the fault is defense. You can just do projected scores, see how many points they gave up, and literally more than two-thirds of the fault is defense. So Sam Darnold, I'm critical of him, I think rightfully so, but the offense is much less of a problem for the Jets than the defense, and people just are not talking about that. RJ, we find ourselves with a Broncos-Patriots matchup. Finally, they are set to kick off on Sunday, where New England's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Well, let me say this. I put up one of my favorite tweets ever, at RJ in Vegas. It was my last tweet, and it has a picture of Bill Belichick. It look, he looks unshaven. He looks homeless, to be candid. <laughs> and it says the following. Since 2003, after losing by double digits, that's happened 23 times to Belichick, he is 21-2 and two straight up, 19-4 and four against the spread. That is ex- exclusive to us. You don't see this anywhere. You'll see it soon enough other places. 19-4 and four against the spread. Now you add in, he's had two weeks. You add in, Drew Locke is a second-year quarterback. I know there's the COVID scare and all that, but if this game goes, got to like the Pats. And, RJ, that brings us to our final matchup. It's our crossfire. It's the game of the day on Sunday, 425 Eastern time kick on Fox. Packers at the Buccaneers. Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. Green Bay, one-point favor right now on pregame.com. Well, listen, when you hear this music, you know there's a battle going on. Now, Fez, what am I doing right now? What am I eating? Looks like peanuts. 
And what am I drinking? Mountain Dew. I'm that not nervous. <laughs> you can start. All right. So I am on Tampa Bay here at Pick'em. One week ago, you could bet this game, and Tampa Bay was a three-point favorite. What has happened since? Well, nothing happened with Green Bay. They were on a bye. Tampa Bay, they lost at Chicago. That looks bad, right? However, if you look at that game, Tampa Bay really outplayed the Bears. They won the yardage by 100-plus. Several things went wrong in that game that allowed the Bears to escape with the win, but I did not downgrade Tampa at all. I'm on Tampa Bay at a much cheaper price at Pick'em here. Okay, here's the question, though. If there was a crazy line, you, your mom ever say if someone jumped off the bridge, what would you do? She'd ask me how high the bridge is. Uh, <laughs> try to be a human for a second. You ever hear that phrase? <laughs> yes. Okay. So, w- what I'm saying is that the fact there was a crazy bad line with Tampa Bay favored by three, you should have bet that, or you should have bet Green Bay in that case. But what do you, who's the better team? Who's better between Tampa and Green, Green Bay? Green Bay. Okay. What's home field advantage? One. Okay. So that means that the line at best. So how many points is Green Bay better? I am two points better. Why are you mumbling your words? Say it. Green two. Bay is two points better than Tampa. So that means Green Bay should be favored by one. Yes. But somehow at Pickham, you think the pick is on Tampa. Hmm. Confused. 82 degrees a kickoff. Ah! <laughs> it's been in 50 degrees high in Green Bay all week long. I do feel the heat and humidity will get to the Packers. I got to tell you something, Jonas. This might have been one of the funniest moments ever on the podcast. He was talking about that weather for 10 minutes. And literally, the other guy, Matt, says, you know the game starts at 4.30 Eastern, don't you? And then he st- his face was dropping <laughs> like the stock market was crashing. It ends up that like by the second quarter, it's going to be like 68 degrees. And he's saying that the, what, the heat is why he likes Tampa. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm betting against you. Oh, by the way, Colin Cowherd, he has the pick on Monday. So we'll have that for you on Monday night. Two games Monday night. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 